There is nothing like it. The seven-letter P myth. Abraham Lincoln exploited it. Megan Fox took advantage of it. Madonna used and abused it. But 95% of people never do. What is the seven-letter P myth? And how can it transform your life today? Subscribe first, then listen, and all will be revealed. It's Aziz here, and I have a big fear. A fear that grew because I wasn't applying the seven-letter P myth in my life. It's the image of my own funeral, but it's not about death itself. Imagine me, in that moment, the casket filled with my body, hitting the ground in that six-foot-deep hole, making a crack. Then the feeling of earth crashing on the wood above me, just like thick tropical rain hitting me again and again and again, totally covered. Then the complete silence of death. No more sounds forever. Believe it or not, it's not that morbid eternal loneliness that scares me. It's not the thought of worms gobbling up my flesh that keeps me up at night. It's not even the frustration of all the goals and projects and ideas I will leave behind unfinished, decapitated, incomplete, and uncared for. It's one single fear. It's what I will leave behind if I don't use the seven-letter P myth in my life. The seven-letter P myth is what Madonna has. It's what Megan Fox used. And it's what Abraham Lincoln didn't discover until he was shot right in the head. It's what gave each of them a piece of immortality. It's one of the reasons I've believed for the longest time that bringing children to this crazy world is a cruel decision. Because I am sure and certain each man and woman who doesn't apply the seven-letter P myth will break their kids' hearts. Yes, I do have this funny thing of imagining my funeral like a mafia boss who passed away with a group of menacing serious mafia men in Italian suits and dark sunglasses paying me my final respects. Yes, I do imagine the soundtrack of my funeral I did it my way, playing in the background, summarizing what I stand for. But right after those endearing images, I see clear as day the faces of my future children as they get filled with rage and spit right on my gravestone. Because without using the seven-letter P myth, I would absolutely be the wrong model for anybody. I would be the wrong example for my children preparing them for life in the wrong way. And when they fail again and again and again, as soon as they turn into adults, they will know to blame it all on me. You know how kids are and you know how they feel about their parents if, the, if we don't give them a head start and prepare them correctly for the world by being the right example that easily could have been my destiny. And I was not alone. Actually, even Abraham Lincoln made that mistake. But 
I'll start first with Megan Fox. She was way, way luckier than Lincoln when it came to the seven-letter P myth. Megan Fox put the large cup of Brazilian champagne down on the white table in her living room almost carelessly. Something is tormenting her mind. Something is wrecking havoc on her emotions. She didn't want to accept this, but she did notice. Just a few years ago, every morning when she opened her door, she found piles upon piles of movie scripts. All she had to do is choose. She was one of Hollywood's favorite eye candy, Transformers. They had to chase her for weeks just to get an audience. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, she could choose to take it or leave it. Money was thrown at her feet. Billboards were honored to have her face splattered all over them. The world was hers. Enough movie roles were offered to her to keep her busy three whole lifetimes. But now, none of this is true. None of it. It seems the new batch of American eye candy are dethroning her fast. It seems now the only calls or texts she receives are from old friends checking up on her. It's like as soon as she turned 30, her brain was transplanted into a whole other life she didn't want to have. One thing became clear to her above all else. Her days playing the sexy eye candy are gone. And she was now faced with two choices. Only two choices that will determine the rest of her life. One choice uses the seven-letter P myth and the other does not. For Abraham Lincoln, his assassination was the wake-up call to his bad reputation, actually. Very few people know this story. He died at the worst time possible. That night, the, his two personal secretaries, John Hay and John Nikolai, paced around the hall at the White House in despair. To tell you the truth, I thought about splashing my brains on that white wall tonight. I was broken enough to almost do it. Don't say that. There has to be a way. Just as Lincoln's body was getting cold, that dialogue was happening between his two secretaries and the loud voices of critics were chanting in unison. James Grimes, the Iowa senator, declared, Lincoln has been a disgrace from the very beginning to everyone who had anything to do with bringing him into power. The governor of Massachusetts, John Andrew, said Lincoln was basically and essentially lacking in the quality of leadership. George Bancroft, the unofficial dean of the American Historical Enterprise, shouted Lincoln had no administrative skills and intellectual capacity for the high office. William Herndon, his law partner of 16 years, kept spreading rumors that Abraham Lincoln didn't love his wife and was infatuated with another, Anne Rutledge. The elder of the black family, which was noble at the time, announced, Lincoln certainly does not compare well with the refined and highly cultured gentlemen, 15 in number, who preceded him in the executive chair. Charles 
Francis Adams lectured in public affirming, I must confirm without hesitation that in the history of our government down to this hour, no experiment so rash has ever been made as that of elevating to the head of affairs a man with so little previous preparation for the task as Mr. Lincoln. A best-selling book came out fast, The Life of Abraham Lincoln, that painted him as a bumbling, inept president who inadvertently pushed the nation to war. Lincoln's fate was sealed. The critics were having a feast, tearing up his reputation apart and gobbling its flesh like a fleet of hungry hyenas. But his two personal secretaries, John Hay and John Nikolai, couldn't take it. They couldn't see that great man be thrown into the trash bin of history. So for the next 25 years, they spent every waking hour doing two things. The first, going through 42,000 individual pieces of paper that Lincoln left to prove his competence and leadership. The second, lecturing everywhere they could to build up the reputation we have for Abraham Lincoln today and writing about him everywhere. The sage father figure, the military genius, the greatest American orator, the brilliant political tactician, the master of a fractured cabinet who forged a team of rivals out of challengers for the throne. It was hard work. It took time. It was repositioning him. But because they have used a seven-letter P-myth, there was no question they will triumph in the end. Just like I predict, Megan Fox will. Megan Fox sitting in front of that white table, staring at the yellow cup of Brazilian champagne, thought things through. She can keep fighting, to keep her throne as a sexy seductress, a fight she felt no longer equipped to win, or she can activate the seven-letter P-myth and use it to change her personal positioning. But if she did, how would people react? If she did, could she succeed? Or will this be the death blow to her career and turn her irrelevant at such a young age? Her brain buzzed with thoughts, fighting like a lightweight championship finale between two crazy boxers recently infected with the mad cow disease. Suddenly, her phone buzzed. An unexpected text from a producer she didn't respect that much offering her a new role. This is it. This is her opportunity to finally, in her 30s, activate the seven-letter P myth in her life. The role, it was the mercenary Samantha O'Hara, the movie Rogue, 2020. And as expected in the seven-letter P-Myth, the backlash came thick when the movie was released. How dare she think she can go from bimbo to brave heart? Who does she think she is going from sexy to soldier? At this point, those who don't know the secrets will have their hearts shattered into 10.5 pieces. They'll be home crying in the shower with water running down their heads, wishing they didn't even try to make their lives better. The devil you know and all that rubbish. But those who understand the seven-letter P-myth will know one thing. This is simply the expected stage two of the seven-letter P-myth. That's just what people do when someone dares to 
transforms, just like the story of the bucket of crabs. Did you know that crab fishermen witness something very cruel every single day of their lives? Imagine this. You're a little innocent crab swimming happily near the shores of the ocean. Suddenly, a whirlwind of water overcomes you and sucks you into a big scary cage that lifts you off into the air and down on the sandy beach, frightened, your crab heart beating. What's going on? Everything was all good just a minute ago. Then, a big human hand covered with a thick glove lifts you off the cage and puts you into a simple cylindrical plastic bucket around you. A group of crabs. Yes, that's it, you think. The sky is just right there, one foot away. Let's make a run for it, guys. And you jump to escape, to return to your old life, to evade into safety. But suddenly, you witness betrayal right in front of your eyes. Worse, your own people betraying you. The harder you try to run away, the tighter the other crabs grab onto your legs and pull you down into hell. The higher you try to go above them, the stronger they push your head down to die right along with them, boiled and suffering to the last minute before you get devoured mercilessly. That's what human beings do as well. That's what they did to Megan Fox when she tried to transform her positioning into something better, into something that will work for her now. They tried to keep her down in the bad place. But those who know the seven-letter P myth know this is just stage two. It's temporary and beyond it is the glory of stage three. The person who understands this probably more than any other in the world, is Madonna. Very early on, she knew the power of the seven-letter P myth when she repositioned herself repeatedly. So she did it on purpose, multiple times, getting to the stage of glory at each reinvention. There was Madonna X with her eye patch and direct talk. There was also the queen of pop in her sensual wedding gown with a teenage attitude. Next was the earth mother, hippie Madonna, with her strawberry blonde hair. She was also a brunette vampire, a bohemian sensitive soul, and many, many more versions that each activated the seven-letter P myth. And each time, for 30 years, she used the seven-letter P myth perfectly, to move into a better place, to stay more relevant, to never disappear from public consciousness, and activate the archetype inside the minds of her audience, as I'll reveal in a few minutes. Before I give you an interesting exercise, you can begin using today. This is what I truly believe. Humans don't see reality as it is. They see it in reference to archetypes we have imprinted inside our psyche. One of these is the archetype of the phoenix. And whenever we notice someone who activates the phoenix archetype right away, an automatic association with them being mythical and legendary comes up. So how to activate the phoenix archetype? Now is the time to finally reveal the seven-letter P myth in all its glory and to give you a simple exercise you can use today to change your identity and your personal 
positioning forever. The seven-letter P myth comes down to one fact. Human beings don't see the world as it is. Human beings see everything in the world as the meaning it represents in our own subconscious. Inside of us is a rich tapestry of archetypes swirling around that we attach to everything we encounter. There are archetypes that label something boring, other archetypes that mean something is exciting, and a few glorious archetypes that turn something in our minds into legendary. Understand an important distinction. The archetypes are inside of us. All that the thing outside has to do is trigger and activate them. One of these is the seven letter P myth, which you'll learn to use in the exercise I'll share. The seven letter P myth is the Phoenix myth, which has three phases. Phase one, this is when the Phoenix myth archetypes gets triggered in others, when the Phoenix decides to burn its old form down to destroy the previous positioning it had that did not work. It decided, this is enough. No more of this. I need something else, something different. Then phase two happens, the ashes. When the Phoenix turns into ash, it's not pleasant, it's not fun, it's not enjoyable. For us human beings, when we decide to change our positioning, we have to go through this phase where those who know us will resist this new change. However, this is where the Phoenix archetype gets activated actually more deeply than ever before. Those who run back into the safety of their own hell, they will activate instead the archetype of the coward, while those who persist will emerge in phase three into glory. So phase three, the phoenix flies. After a period of ashes, the phoenix is ready to fly and for the world to accept its new form. This is where your new positioning becomes your identity and the identity people associate, remember and embrace about you. When you are, arrive at this stage, you become one of the rare ones. When people have watched you burn down the past and embodied a new identity and a new positioning, subconsciously and automatically, the archetype of the phoenix gets triggered in them as they look at you. And suddenly, they see you with brand new eyes as someone legendary, as a real hero, as a rare person in, on this earth, because very few people try and most of those who try give up when they turn into ashes and run back into shame, activating the archetype of the coward indeed. It's almost like life is testing those who are worthy from those who aren't worthy. It's almost like the initiation everyone needs in order to leave their old life behind and deserve the new glory. And I have something to say about this. The biggest catastrophe in the world today is not the coronavirus or the economic meltdown or the culture wars going on all over the globe. The biggest catastrophe is that our educational system tries to create standardized robotic copies 
out of every child. It's not the fault of the teachers, really, but it is what it is. Instead of helping every one of us and our children to find our unique voice, to find our true gift, to find what makes us special in this world, instead of helping us find our passion, then to turn that into strength and contribution and impact in this world so that we're a hero on our path to create our passion and turn it into a path in this life. No, the educational system kills what makes us unique and turns us into obedient little slave workers who look alike, think alike, and act alike. Then, everyone who graduates and everyone who has a job feels lost, confused, and unsure because inside of every one of us, our true purpose, our true positioning, our true gift to the world is starving and waiting to come out. But we're not taught this stuff. We're not prepared for the world as it is. All we're told is memorize these lessons, spit them out during exams, find a standard job, do what they tell you, and wait to die. This is an old, 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 old problem. Even Seneca mentioned it when he said, you're scared of dying, and tell me, is the kind of life you lead really any different than being dead? It's not. Living a life chosen by society or parents or someone else crushes the soul and is the reason most people in the world are silently suffering with their song suffocating inside their hearts. The good news is when someone dares to stand up and claim their own unique, powerful positioning to declare their own ultimate identity to the world, yes, there will be backlash at first, but if the world notices the person persisting and standing up for what they truly believe, suddenly it's like the seas will part like Moses and a new road to Valhalla and to glory emerges where you, just by doing this simple thing, will automatically activate the phoenix archetype in the minds and the subconsciouses of everyone who notice you and suddenly turn into a living legend that people love to praise, where new opportunities will suddenly emerge out of nowhere, where people listen when you speak, where your words carry weight, where respect is given. Example, when you use the best self-positioning exercise I will walk you through right now, at least three things will automatically happen. First, when you're clear on your own best self-positioning, there is no waking up in the morning without a purpose, confused, unsure about what to do next. It's like you found your own golden map to the treasures of life where every next step is laid down clearly and you have your own compass telling you which direction to go at every decision and every point, all because of a simple understanding of your own most powerful positioning. Second, suddenly every interaction with other people becomes a source that fills your self-esteem so it surges through the roof rather than a leaking boat. Because when a person is living the robotic life, when others see that, it reminds them too much of their own hopeless existence and they become more mean. They just take cruel stabs at that depressed person, keeping them down 
and destroying their self-esteem at every step. It's like those who are suffering are made to suffer even more, where people will treat them more mean just because they're not living their truth. And it reminds people they're not doing the same. But when people see you as the rising phoenix, suddenly you become a role model. Suddenly you see respect and admiration everywhere. Suddenly your subconscious has no choice but to believe you're worth it. You deserve it, that you are a real hero on this earth. This positive social feedback will work like magic, constantly affirming your self-worth and deservedness. And this changes everything. Third, there is something important. There is nothing better than changing the future of tens or hundreds of people and their ch children and families just by existing. Because when you decide today to change your positioning and reclaim your right to be your best self on your path to sharing your real gifts with the world, people notice. And when they notice, they become inspired. And when they get inspired, they jump into action. And only action turns potential into reality. Then people will come back and tell you, I was depressed, living a life I hated. But when I noticed you, when I felt the courage you had to go through and change your positioning, to change your life from a mundane existence into an exciting experience where you're on your own true path, I had to do the same. And now everything changed for me. Everything is different. I owe it all to you. My life is better because of your inspiration. The future of my children is better because of you. Thank you. Those words. That's the feeling that is worth more than money and gold and Ferraris and vacations and all that. It's seeing the gratitude of someone else because you dared to change. You dared to act today. You dared to become who you were born to be. So here is the exercise and it's one of the many things to hit all the angles that I use with my clients to get more hints about the correct powerful personal positioning that is right for them and that will transform their lives and make them a rising phoenix. One, close your eyes. Two, Imagine you had a time machine and you will fly into the future 10 or 20 years from now. Just imagine this. Three, now imagine you're in the future, look around, and you're meeting the best version of you, the person you know you can be if during the next 10 to 20 years you did everything possible. You gave it your best shot to become the best version of yourself, the best you can be. Take a very good look. 4a. Describe three things about who your best self is. 4b. Say three beliefs your best self has. 4c. What three things does your best self do every day? I'm curious about that. Tell me. 5. Return to now and write down before forgetting what you came up with. 6. Figure out how to express that in one or two interesting sentences. Now, share this with everyone. Share that ideal person you decided to become in the next 10 to 20 years. And this is magical. Just by you doing this, 
just by sharing with others your vision of your person that you want to become changes everything. Nobody does this. Nobody even talks about it. And just doing this, just its communication begins the activation of the Phoenix archetype so that you become a true legend in the eyes of those you meet, someone with ambition. Of course, it's not enough to just talk about it for years and do nothing. You have to actually do so that people notice the difference, so that they see the changes, so that they perceive the evolution. Then you become a true phoenix who dared to burn down that old life you didn't want into ashes, then emerge to fly high in the sky into glory. It's magical. It's like the world conspires to help you when you decide no more of the old life, yes to the new, yes to the new identity, yes to repositioning yourself and communicating it everywhere. And that's why I do this whole thing, to see and witness people go through this process and claim their right to be someone special, someone unique, someone respected, a real inspiration to others. That's what I'm all about. And if you have any questions or would like any help with this, email me now at mentor at storybonding.com. M-E-N-T-O-R at storybonding.com. I end with this. I believe in your glory. It's time you believed in yourself. It's Aziz here and I wish you goodbye.